I understand what that song means now. I gotta go back and listen to that song. See, I ain't understand the song. We sing songs, don't even understand. I'm telling you, Zion is calling hit different when you actually move into a higher place. It hit different. We exalt the hit different when you actually exalt God. What's going on? What's going on? It's Real Church Matters here. Episode Lord knows what. Uh, it's been a it's been a minute. I don't even know what uh, episode it is, but it is another episode, and I'm happy to be here with Philip. What's going on, brother? Oh man, it's it's going good. Happy to hear your voice. In the midst of our social distancing. Yeah, man. I'm happy to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> happy to be alive. Philip is from a remote location on the phone with us. Thankful for the technology where we can pull this together and uh, sure. have him on and just, just talk about some stuff real quick. But before we get there, let's do housekeeping. Thank y'all for listening. I've been checking the analytics. There are people who are still going back to the other episodes. Apologize for the, the uh, span of time between episodes. I felt like uh, it was so much going on, so much uncertainty, so much panic. I thought it was best to, you know, you give people an opportunity to kind of get life situated. I didn't think it would be that many people listening or desiring to listen. And so, you know, just allow Philip time to do what he got to do. Me to get, you know, my situation together. Make sure everybody's well and, and present and accounted for. That's our primary duty. Um, but since we're here now, uh, realchurchmatters.com is the website. Check out all the episodes. Um, share it with your friends and family. If you haven't been sharing it, don't get down on yourself. Just start now. Let them know about the episodes from the old ones to the newer ones, from my times by myself to my times with Antoinette, my times with Philip, and all the guests that we've had. There's something in there for everybody. I want people to listen to it, enjoy it. And uh, yeah, that's the goal. Um, What else? Oh, let's never forget. It's obedience over audience. As long as I have an audience, you know, I'll be blessed and thankful for it, but everything I do isn't for you, but it is for you. Um, with that being said, I think that covers it. Philip, you got anything? Just shout out to anything. Man, shout out to uh, everybody that's, that's following directions and instructions. <laughs> Shout out to yeah! Shout out to everybody that's not being rebellious out here. Um, yeah, let's go there as we uh, get into the stuff. Like, just a few notes. Number one, um, prayers for each and every person that is out here and those who have been affected by this pandemic and those who lost loved ones. Um, this is this is it may just be a, a very annoying time, a very inconvenient time for you, but for some people it's a lot more. Anything you want you want to share about that, Phil? Yeah, I mean basically I've I've been I've been around because uh, 
obviously, you know, my work still is happening mm-hmm. during construction and things of that sort. But uh, I mean, just seeing seeing the different sides of town, like you know, I, I go from being you know Austin Hill to in DC to you know Bethesda and stuff like that. And I, you know, I notice people following directions, and I notice people not. I, I notice people struggling. I notice. And I also notice a lot of people dying, like whether it be from coronavirus or anything, it's just, you know, not a good time. Like the death rate is just totally high right now. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that that's where my heart and head is as well. It's just, you know, it's, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. The second thing was a shout out to the people that were on the um the IG lives, we we tried that a couple times to just get on there and kind of conversate with people. I will give a little bit of um, ex- ex- explanation why I probably won't be doing it in that iteration anymore. Um, primarily because, and, and I want to have a conversation about this, Phil, like before we get into our main thing, it's just how how we understand engagement with people and we are Christians and our mission is to engage with people, but we have to engage in a certain way. And I don't know how much social media allows us to engage in that proper way. Sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, for- I, I, I don't know either. Cause I'm, I mean, the basis of it is, is, is hard to, to talk in reality in a place where reality don't really exist. It's hmm. just, uh, yeah, it's, it's just tough because it's, it's so uh, informal. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of the conversations, uh, you know, people could type anything. I honestly don't even like texting these days. I, I like having regular conversations like we're doing now. And uh, even, even going on live and stuff like that, like, you know, it's it's hard to because you got everything that's coming at you. Not only the conversation itself, you got comments and stuff like that. And that's social media in a nutshell is you being hit by a lot of things, a lot of people, and you know, either you gonna disagree or agree. Yeah. <laughs> and when I when I think of I, I've been just studying like Jesus engagement with people, and like he did a lot of teaching, he did a lot of answering questions. But he also was able to perceive when some of the people that were asking asking questions were just trying to trip him up. And like he mm-hmm. an, he answered them in a very uh, succinct way, but he didn't engage a lot with those people. And, you know, you, I just feel like we can tell when people are interested in learning and the type of questions that come from people who are interested in learning. And the type of questions that come from people who are interested in trying to trip you up. Wow. And I, I just, I'm, I should be like Christ. I should avoid engaging often with those people. I should be interested in engaging with people. Shout out to some the conversations that were fruitful from that. I felt like the highlight of it was um, talking to Deidre. Um Shout out to Deidre. I, I thought that that conversation was interesting and helpful because she was asking things and talking from a place of trying to understand. And yeah. it, not from a place of trying to prove a point 
and I, and I know there's people that's like, well, I, I have a point. My point is violent and stuff. Well, start your own IG live and then share that. And if you feel that strongly about it, you should definitely be out here with a podcast and you should be doing all of that stuff because your opinion is so like you feel it's, it's right. Then you should be spreading that. But if you know, like there's a, there's a level of ease and engagement that people have in social media that they're not going to they're not going to have. Otherwise, there's people who are going to go out of their way to make sure they log on and listen to this podcast that, that shows that they care and they're interested. This is a level of engagement that some people are not going to do. But you go on Instagram and people are going to be able to just click casually and chime in, type of get off a few comments, disappear, come back. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not truly engaged. They don't really. And we make yeah, it. yeah, it's, it's, it's very tough. It's, I, I'll say it's very tough uh, only because it's, it's a distraction because it's it's all for show. Like, I mean, it's tons of information online and it's there for people to search for. It's tons of messages. Like, the Bible is always there for us to go to it. Same with these podcasts and messages and stuff like that. Social media is like, I mean, they tell you who's looking to it just, it just, yeah, it's, it's just not it's, only a distraction for people, it's a distraction for, you know, the, the, teacher, the users of it. The, the user, yeah. the giver. As much as I want to say, like, you know, I'm here to teach and have a conversation. I'm trying to have a conversation in the club, basically. And I'm getting frustrated because yeah. the music is blasting. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, people and people popping their heads and, you know, this person joined. This person joined. This person joined. Like, Yo, what's up? Yeah. You know, just pop in and just say what's up. And, and you know, we, reset we the conversation. About very vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. <laughs> like, like some, like being at a club, and you try and tell somebody what you're going through, and somebody come in like, "Don't y'all like this song?" Like, what, yeah, what, what's, it's, it's what's happening? It's tough. No different than try. If I was trying to engage and have a conversation in a barbershop, like it's not the place for it. It's a place for arguing and stuff, and people shouting over each other, but it's not necessarily a place to have thoughtful discussion. Yeah. So um, for those of you who did pop in and was like, well, it was helpful to me. I, you know, praise God to that. I think when I come back to it, what I'll do is probably just me and Philip doing a version of this just on IG Live. Like just having a conversation, people come in or not, we can cut the comments off and people either come in to listen or they can dip. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like that's the type of engagements I want to have. No, sure. Yeah. So with that being said, this week, um, you know, we had an interesting conversation yesterday and we were talking about um, boundaries and how to engage with people and the frustrations of that. And I want to start there. I want to start with the frustrations before we get into the solutions. Um, so tell me, uh, like, reset it, reset it for me, Phil, like. The, the frustrations you've been feeling about just engaging and it wasn't with any particular person. You was like in a, in most of your engagements just to say yeah, that. most of my engagement is, is, is very hard to engage uh, without feeling the, the emotional uh, attachment and, and whether it be business, or whatever, like, uh, you know, one of my, my gripes is, is, is always, uh, 
and this is me talking about myself, like I deal with looking at the struggles that I face every day and I and I succeed at all of them. And that's not the brag. Like whether it be a job, whether it be with kids, whether it be with family, I make it a point to make sure I'm I'm there. I'm 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 the show up king. You know, whether it be helping people, whatever the case is, uh, business wise, supporting people's businesses. And a lot of times it's it's tough to engage with people because you start to notice something. You, I I start to notice like uh, people people respond to you differently when they feel like you're winning. People respond to you differently when they feel like you're strong. People respond to you differently. Even you can help, you can encourage them. You can help them for years, whatever the case is. And because of the whole outlook of how they view your life is is like troubling in, in their minds because they, they feel like it, it, it exposes the fact that their lives aren't to the point of their life. So I've been, I've been tough, like having a tough time dealing with people and engaging with them without feeling that, that pool, like, man, like, I don't know why I'm upset about this. I don't know why I feel challenged like this. I don't, I don't know why they ain't, and it ain't for validation. It's just a, a thing that bothers me because I'm like, man, that, you know, where's the support? Where's, where's the, you know, you, you want people around you that's going to show you love and stuff like that. So it's, it's been my prayer. Like, I'm always going to be hit with it. Uh, and it's one of the things we talked about. Like, I'm always going to be hit with it. And we always going to be hit with it. As long as you're on this earth and you're being used by, by God and you're doing things, you, you're always going to feel the effects of uh, dealing with things that don't seem just fair. But managing to keep your heart right, boy, is 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 tough. I, and I and I think that that's uh, you said a mouthful there. And I think that one of the reasons why it it pricked me is because like in our conversations, like I, I was saying one thing, but I was also feeling your frustration because I deal with it too. And it's like you're trying to engage with these people. You're trying to to help, but you can't get past what you see and their response. And it's like you want to not be bothered, but you know that you need to be able to help people. And and in one of the things you were saying is like, you know, like, do I really have to help somebody? Is it really for me? Is it beneficial to them? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you, yeah, you almost feel like it's, 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 not, it's not worth it because you know that they, they only coming around. Like, you know, most of my engagements with people is like, you know, they, they come around and they, they picking my brain for help. They picking my brain for knowledge. Hey, man, how can I get to the bag? Hey, man, how can I be this? Hey, hey, how can I do that? And then they off to the races and then they doing that thing and they support all, you know, the people that they surround them, and then they come back. There's always a pull on me. Like, right. And this, know, what can I get? And it's for us to understand, and I think that's where our conversation is today. It's like, how do we know what's what's good engagement and what's bad? And a lot of what we've done for people may have been helpful in one regard, but it hurts them in the other. And oftentimes we're caring for people 
at least we think we are, but really just catering to them. For sure. And and I think I think the feelings you feel afterwards isn't isn't it's nasty. With, with God. Yeah, God, because God don't want you to. He don't and, want you being resentful. I know that is like you can do you can do what God wants you to do. God calls you to do, and you can do something that's good in in your mind. But what's good in your mind ain't what really what's good in in in, in God's will. Like, and, and that's that's another crazy part though, Phil. It's like because people yeah. people have a certain relationship with this this statement of God leading me. And I put a question out there and I was like, what is, what do y'all feel about the term? Like God led me. And some people responded, but most of the people focused on the fact that they don't believe a lot of people are led by God. They feel like they use it to validate their actions. And they gave that answer more than they gave an answer that they believe. It's like, well, do you believe I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like I put it that one of those answers there. Cause I wanted to show people like sometimes we get so caught up in the fraudulent ways that people engage with truth that we forget that we deal fraudulent, we fraudulently with it as well, because we don't truly believe that it's true. It's a lot of people that don't believe God can lead them or I'm led by God. Yeah. So like with that concept, I want to kind of challenge ourselves as to how does that approach deal in the reality of helping people? Because everything you ever did for somebody, Phil, you did it according to what? Oh, of my idea of God. Mm. My idea of, of, like, my idea of God is like, man, you know, he wouldn't want to see these people homeless. He wouldn't want to see them go without. He wouldn't, because my idea of who he was wasn't who he really is, which is, you know, he can't, like, he's sending people through the ringer to get to their soul. He don't really care if they, they, they running short on this bill or, you know, he don't really care if, you know, they, they can't find a luxury apartment to live in. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. those things ain't really his, his, his care, like, because he knows the grand scheme of things is it's just going to make their heart bad. It's yeah. going to prolong where he at. Like people will continue to go through, and I watched it. Like I put people in rent free. Like I, you know, I, and at times I even charged them rent and saved it in a in a drawer and gave it back to them when it was time to go. Like, like I've all like I felt Trying like I to did find ways to to help them, but always finding in the end like feeling used, feeling taken advantage of because you're like, I didn't help them really. They're still the same. And, and just digging deeper into that, like there's the scripture in James one twenty seven. It says pure religion. And I love the fact that it starts off with that. Like it's like everybody want to tell me what bad religion is. You know what I'm saying? Like we all know what bad religion is. And then Paul, I mean, uh, James is coming to saying pure religion is undefiled before God and his father to, is this to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. And so there is a practical part of, of what we do that I don't need to hear God to know that God spoke it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to up to the minute. Like, Hey, you see this little boy here. Don't bang with him. Don't help him at all. Phil. 
You see this yeah. little boy over here? Help him. I don't need God to speak if he's already spoken. I don't like if y'all are clueless as to what God is speaking. All you got to do is look at what he's spoken, what he's speaking. If you hear from God, if you feel you do, if you feel others do or don't, whatever they feel God has spoken, he has already spoke. It's just an echo. It's just an echo. I use that to validate to, to validate and also um, like uh, curate my thoughts, because there's tons of things that I want to do for people that are just me. It's just nice things, you know what I mean, Phil? Like you just want to help people. Yeah, and, and you you're not even doing it considering their their soul or their spiritual state. You're doing it simply based upon what you see. And I think during these times is that's the greatest enemy, good or bad. Like I'm gonna just say good or bad. Like when when I see things, mm-hmm. it always challenges my faith, whether it's good or bad. Like even even the good stuff I see. It challenges, you know, what I should be focusing on. You know, those things can be a distraction too. Or even even when I see bad things, bad things for my kids, bad things concerning family, I just like, whoa, you know, what's happening? And then it, it shakes me. And I'm, I'm starting to notice that, like, what we see can be sometimes the greatest enemy. Yes. It can be, like, yeah, it, it, can, it can literally challenge our heart yeah. it can challenge our, our our standards it can challenge like will we will we sit in, in terms of like and so you have personal to, but that's the thing. you have to know what you're supposed to do irregardless of what you're the response to what you're doing like if you're doing sure. everything based on what you, the response we would never do anything that god wanted because we would be going by popular belief. We'd be going by public opinion. We'd be taking the majority rule and the way we operate in God is not democratically. It's not based on popular vote. It's not based on majority vote. It's based on what God wants. And so I love the fact that he's talking about religion and I want to be here very clear to let people know the difference between religion and faith is faith is an action of the mind Religion is an action of the body. Yeah. And there is a part of us that should be religious and doing things religiously. The question is, what are you doing religiously? And he tells us this. He says, to me, pure religion is two actions. It's helping the fatherless, those who, who don't have someone to help them, orphans. It's helping the widows, someone who is by themselves and does do not have a spouse to help them where to help those people, how to help them. That's, that's what should be devised in our hearts on a daily basis as to how to help them. I, I've been thinking about that a lot. Even as we're going through this COVID crisis, it's like there, there are orphans, there are, there are kids who need help. And yeah. I want to be a Christian that is thinking about and thinking creatively, innovatively, how I can be a help to them. And when we come out of this thing, I want to be more intentional about helping the people who need help. Scriptures tell us there are people who need help, putting our attention to those people. Sometimes we're, we're interested in feeding, but we're feeding the fat and happy. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we interested in putting time in, but we really putting time in with people who 
already have. Do you know what I'm saying? They got and they they're misallocating their time and we're trying to help them. But there's people who are real need. And then the second thing he says is that we are to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. And that's an actual action. That's an actual thing, actual thing that must be done religiously. And when we are engaging with people, one of the things we came to an understanding of earlier is we're dealing with people, but we're leaving them stained. Yeah, for sure. Like they, they, and we know it. We know they, 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 they got their hands dirty. They got their <laughs> self interest and stuff. Like a dirty dog come in. You know, he's been out playing in the mud. You come in there, and you know, like you got your parents. Even when they deal with their kids, you got some parents that are hands on. Like, look. I'm going to take care of, like, you just boo-booed all over yourself. I'm going to make sure you're good. And you got some parents like, ill, get away from me. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. And that's the greatest challenge of a Christian because you want to help people, right? But then you got this whole doctrine of, like, boundaries because they're logically trying to take on something that should be happening, like, spiritually. Like, logically, like, oh, yeah, get them away. Like, let's keep them at bay. Like, huh? You know, because every time I talk to them, it's toxic. Or yeah. every time I talk to this person, you know, they, they got some kind of confusion. But, you know, the Bible speaks about how to deal with it. Because we, somehow, have to be, we have to be social, but be distant at the same time. Yeah, we got to practice uh, spiritual distancing. Yes. And, and, it don't, and it don't mean six feet apart. It don't mean... You know, I love him, but he can't come over my house. Or I love her, and she can't. Like you know, what I'm saying it, it's a real thing that you should be effective in. This, what good is a doctor being practicing social distancing if he can't do a job? Yeah, it, it, there's a certain thing that even we kind of came up. We kind of was talking about without saying it. Even earlier, talking about Instagram, like I want <laughs> to connect with people. But connecting with them in this way feels dirty. Yeah, it's going to leave everybody safe. <laughs> like, people going to be, they ain't even going to listen to it no more. They can be mad about some comment somebody says or the fact that somebody disagreed or a joke that somebody made. It's just a bad, like, you know, it's, it's barbecue sauce everywhere. And yeah. I ain't trying to leave that barbecue with stains all on, on me, even though people be like, man, that chicken was good. But we all stained. So, you know, you was able to be good, but some somebody left a body there. And they don't got a washing machine. They don't know how to get the barbecue sauce out. And they like, can't and, see past And that's it. what we're dealing with. They can't see past it. you like, didn't we have a good time at that barbecue? And that person's like, and I guess all I know is I paid a lot for this shirt and such and such touched me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, And it never seems like a big deal to it. Because... Because we 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 so grown past it, we don't even remember the effects of something so fragile. But I don't even want to engage in that way. If, if, if even one person get their feelings hurt, or one person get out of sorts, or whatever the case is, it ain't even catering to people. Yeah, Amen. <laughs> it, it's interesting because being spiritually distant, as Philip said so eloquently, is the kind of like let's dig into it because 
we need to know when we say spiritually distant, we basically saying when the scripture says be in the world, but not of it. Like somehow yeah. I'm supposed to be in this world. I'm supposed to engage with the people. But if I'm I have to be careful in my engagement because I can easily become of it. So when I'm yeah. in when I'm in the culture of social social uh, social media, I'm in the culture of that. How how unspotted or how unstained can I be? I have to challenge myself. Maybe I can't engage in it. Maybe it's too messy for me to engage in. I love music. I create music. You do too. But we trying to figure out how to engage in music without engaging in the industry that leaves you stained. You know, and how and you you know more than me. I I grazed around with it, you know, before you, but you jumped in. For sure. I mean that that whole thing leaves you wounded. It leaves you. It leaves you. Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, it it snatched the love away from you. And people will talk about all the good things you've done. You people are like, man, I remember y'all produced this. I don't know. You remember this? I don't remember this show. Remember this? And you'd be like, man, that's dope. Like, but the the damage that it did, shoot. Like, you know, the 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 confusion it caused. With my family, man, that wasn't worth it. But you know, it, it just people don't see the the big picture. Yeah, like, but man, like people, people got to hear your music. Isn't that the goal? Like, didn't isn't that God's purpose? This is for people to hear your music. But if they heard it, they had to hear it this way, and they don't know while they're in just enjoying the record that they probably only play like for three weeks before they like when you coming out with something else. They don't realize the damage that is put on my family, the the damage is put on my spirit, my reputation. Do you know what I'm saying? All because I decided to engage with people that I probably shouldn't engage with just for the sake of what? A few more yeah. thousand plays, a few more thousand streams. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. I, th- I I challenge these churches like in these pastors and ministers and those people who are interested in having people hear them. I challenge you to really evaluate how you're trying to to get people to listen to you, because if you're messing yourself over for the sake of what you feel is a divine mission, but you come out dirty, you're missing pure religion, not pure yeah. faith. Not pure faith. He's talking about religion. He's talking about the external practice of our beliefs must be pure. And the only way to make it pure is that I'm helping people who are in need and I'm keeping myself unstained by this filthy world. I got to do that because what's the use in Philip laboring for Christ if he comes away heavy burdened? If he comes away, you know what I'm saying? Bitter. He comes away angry, comes away stressed. What benefit did it have? And he's like, man, you know, every time I'm, I'm spending time with this person, that person, and I just be so angry, so resentful. I'm like, bro, you in it, but you're becoming of it because you didn't spiritually distance. You didn't spiritually distance. And one of the things that when we was having the conversation, like you said it, you was like, we got to be in there. But like the doctors got to be in there, but we need to be protected. We need to be. The Bible speaks about that. Bible speaks about speaks the armor of God, and and we 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 disassociate ourselves 
with the armor when we talk about boundaries. Because, hmm. yeah, we talk about, like, yeah, I can't have them around here. Because in, in, in spiritual distancing, ain't don't mean we helpless. It don't mean we we not covered. It don't mean and we isolate. Yeah, we got to isolate because, man, that's, that's a trigger. That's a trigger. How you getting triggered when you put that armor on? There you go. Because one of the things you said, and I'm actually just going to remind you and you're going to say it, is what? <laughs> Why you need boundaries if you got armor? Why you need boundaries if you got armor? It was so good that I wanted to say it, and I'm like, no. Philip said it. He got, he got to say it. Now nah, you said it's it. It's, 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 all, it's, I'm, it's all I'm going to repeat now. At the end of the day, like, I've been that Christian before, bro. Where you so frustrated, you like, I just need to get away from everybody. You just isolate yourself. But there's a time for that. Just like there's a time Jesus put himself away to, to according to the spirit, leading him. But if the spirit ain't lead you to be off to yourself, not just to be alone with your thoughts and you stewing on anger and stuff, but to be alone with God. If he ain't lead you to that, then you have to engage. We cannot isolate ourselves from people. We can't say this person is too messy for me. The person it's may not, be. It's not making us stronger. We're not getting stronger by that. We're not. The, the, the situation that on slide, the whole thought was, you know, we was on the phone and Leah had sent. He spent uh forty dollars, fifty dollars on 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 the iPad, and I'm sitting there, and, and you know the alerts start hitting my phone. Leah is his child. Call- Leah is his child, guys. For those of you, the uninitiated, Leah is his. Yeah. How old is she? She's she not well. She about to turn nine. Okay, and, eight years and old. And I'm getting all the alerts, and I'm sitting there like, man, you was on the phone. I'm like, Leah, come in, and I'm asking her, like. What you doing on the iPad? She's like, uh, nothing, nothing. And so once I reveal, like, hey, you've been spending money. Like, you've been spending money. And the natural thing I wanted to do was, was like, man, I need to lock this down. I need I need to, like, get this out of her hands. Like, she can't do this again. And then I thought about, like, creating those boundaries don't really create the level of trust that I need with her. It don't create the strength that she needs to overcome temptation. It don't create anything except for a peace of mind for me. Yeah. And that's what people are doing. They they, they are literally creating boundaries for a, a false peace of mind. It never fixes the issue. It's a selfish peace this of is mind. In, yeah. Like, distancing yourself and family don't really fix the issue. because Talk they, about it, Philip. Oh, their heart still bad. Your heart still bad. Like you Phil still play the game right now. Philip play the game. Go ahead. I'm I'm serious. Like it, you know, it taught me in that small, like between last night and now, like I I literally like been partner. Like I want to teach them about life. I want to teach them how to not run from what what tempts them. I want to teach them how to engage in in those very things. And after you know, after I told her like. Hey, you know, don't do that no more. You got to talk to me. Call me. Ask me. And I said, okay. And she still was crammed up. And I gave her a big hug and kiss. And I kept kept it moving because my, my thing is this. What she needs in life can't be taught when the boundaries are. Mm. I, I might be long gone. She might be an adult. But now, like, 
now it's time, like, you got to take the boundaries off. Like, and, and in general, like, people, they operate like that through their whole life. Oh, it's getting, it's getting real. Let me go to a smaller fish tank. Let me go to a smaller fish tank. Smaller fish tank. And eventually, you're going to be in a situation where there's nowhere to run. Yeah. With you, like, with you, do. you can't hide in your room. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't just just duck away all the time like you're you're constantly just not trying to engage and then you reason to yourself like hey man like like i preached a message recently about that like us really putting on ourselves that we we have a part to play in our our family's growth and somebody came to me and was like you know i I don't know if i agree with that like i feel like the most powerful thing we can do is pray but i'm like pray for what you're using prayers to hide, to take cover. Like you're not, pray, you're not praying to get your orders. It's the difference between the dude that's just in the bunker covering his ears, crying, and the person who just in the bunker talking to the commander, like, what's our next move? What's our strategy? Like, where are we going from here? We're getting bombarded. There's bombs everywhere. There's, there's shooters everywhere. What's our next move? Are we advancing? Are we retreating? What should we be doing? I can't just sit here and cower in fear and hope it all goes away. And then you cover your ears and until you don't hear no gunfire no more. And when you come out of that little hole, everybody did but you. <laughs> did you care? You get what I'm saying? Like, you cover your ears and just say, oh, let me let me take the iPad from her. Let me lock it away. And the next thing that moves on her heart that she answers, is there parental control for that? And how much control is it? Does the parent have as the child get older? It it, it lessens. The older they get, lessens. Then they go off to school, and then it, it's it's a stigma about college. Like these kids go out there wild out. You think? Because you never ever gave them like release boundaries. It's like, nah, y'all can't have the phone. Y'all can't have this. Y'all can't have that. Oh, uh, no. And and I get that. I grew up like that. You know, like real talk. One of the things that and, and but one of the things that always challenged me once I got older is like, man, like I wish I had people around me. They showed you how to be help. in it, but not of it. Bro, we exactly. grew we grew up in church culture where it was not being in the world. They they was like, forget that. I don't want to listen to the scripture. I don't. We don't want y'all of it, so we don't want y'all in it because we don't believe that y'all have the strength, and we don't believe the word is the solution for how you can engage in a spiritual distance. You hear this music? Cover your ears. <laughs> when you when you when you hear Lil Kim, shut them ears. You know, shouldn't want to hear it at all. Not letting you know, like you can go into the mall; it's everywhere. You can go into the schools, and they, they playing it. You can go to your teachers, and you won't like it, and you're gonna like it. And you don't even understand why you like it. And you, nobody's told you how to juxtapose between awesome chord progressions that you fell in love with, for, for and didn't understand, and the, what the person in the lyrics are saying. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, everything <laughs> everything can't be a mystical secret, man. Like we, we live in lives like, you know, like we on the waterboard. Like by the time he got out in the open, like people was like, yo, he's crazy. But he really like he's just been indoctrinated into a lifestyle that had so many boundaries. Yeah. And but so, these boundaries that we create are actually lies though. Like they're, they're lies. And, and, and that's 
Yeah, and that's what that troubles like a lot of church kids. I know once I start sinning, when I grew up, grew up, I'm like, oh, I ain't die. Like, I ain't, like, like, man, they they told me this, they told me that. Some stuff ain't in the word. Some stuff just ain't. But they they should have broke it down, explained to me what it do to you. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to kill you, but it is going like it's it's, it's going to have this effect. It's going to lead to this, and it's going to lead to that. And some stuff just ain't good for you. It is, it is not. <laughs> it's, I think that takes us to you know the the scripture that goes along with what you say is like he says in Ephesians six. Verse 10, finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We're in the world, but only reason we're in the world and not of it is because while we're in the world, we're also in the Lord. He said, be strong in the Lord. That doctor has to wear a mask, not because he's sick, but because he wants to prevent not only spreading it, but also catching it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like he has to protect himself so he can do the work. While he's doing his job. Bro. While he's doing his job. It's the only way he can do his job effectively. Or he's going to end up out of here. We have to be in the world, but also in the Lord. And if we're not, then we're going to be in the world and soon become of it. And take it a step further. If he don't if he don't adhere to those those things while he's doing his job, he he's gonna get infected and infect others. And that's what's happening. So you guys, you, you, like I said, like you're you're laboring, but you're heavy laden. He, yeah. Jesus is saying, he said, I want to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. He said, do it my way. So that when you do it, you have rest for your soul. You still going to feel tired, Phil. You still going to be all of those things that you are because of the labor. But you're going to have rest for your soul. And honestly, when we was talking earlier, like you didn't sound like a person who was tired from labor. You sound like a person who did not have rest for their soul. They were spiritually tired. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, that only comes because as much as like you like, I, I know, you know, this stuff and I know it. But there's times where you've had to talk to me and be like, hey, bro, you need to be strong in the Lord. You must have went in there without your mask on. You must have went in there without your yeah. armor. Like you, you look at the verse 11, he said, put on the full armor guy. I love that he said full. Like y'all can't play with this. You can't just walk around with a sword talking about you ready to fight. Everything about with no armor, no armor, no armor, just ready to poke somebody. Who want it? What's that? What's the uh, scrappy dude? The littlest dog on Scooby Doo. And he always ready to fight somebody. And they just touch his head and he like, put him up, put him up. <laughs> it's so many times, bro. Like I read something and I'm ready to put it into practice. I'm ready to get at it. And then I come away bloody and beaten because I'm in my word, but I'm not in the armor. I'm not strong sure. in the Lord. So put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. He's scheming. Bro, every time you go to engage with somebody, he's scheming and trying to find a, a thread that he can pull that will pull the whole thing apart. Absolutely. Just just one every time. One incident, one little thing. Oh, I did I I said something to her, but I didn't mean to say it that way. Now we arguing. Or now she angry. Or now he angry and they shutting me off. 
he found a he found a way. He get me every time because I'm in something, but I'm not prepared for his schemes. Not that I'm not prepared for their schemes. People can't out scheme me. They don't put enough energy into their own growth, let alone my demise. Whoo! Hey, hey, I had I, I was trying to figure out how I was going to match your bar, your boundaries. <laughs> I think that one did it, bro. Like that's the reality. Like I stopped being mad at people because it's like think, believing in the Illuminati. Like humans ain't that smart. Yeah, they're not. They, they're not going to. They're not going to move in such a way that, that it would take for it, there to be a secret society. They're not even good at the public society. And then you believe, really you believe there's a whole secret society where these people work together. And somebody not going to blackmail the other person and say, I'm going to write on all y'all if I don't get a billion dollars. Yeah. It's, it's a selfish world. So it's a selfish world. It, 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 it would never, it would, it would never exist. Never. Only, only because it, it's selfish like that. Never exists. The only the only entity that works together is Satan and his minions. And we work unknowingly with him and his agenda because he his agenda works well with our selfishness. It just does. I've never once felt like I was working for Satan. I felt like I was just trying to get mine. I just didn't understand getting mine's meant. That I work for somebody nasty. Do you know what I mean? Like you see those movies where there's like a kingpin and you got all these henchmen working for him and they all getting shot up and you're like, why would y'all work for somebody? Because he paid them enough that made it worth it to them. Yeah. They are motivated by selfishness. He motivated by something else, but his motivation is greater because he can fund his motivation through the selfishness of others. I'm pretty sure it was somebody that was trying to get recruited for that. And they told him like, Hey man, now nah, I got, I have responsibilities to my family. I can't be doing this just for the dollar. And they're like, Hey, it's just killing a fun, a bunch of, well, I don't want to add an accent to it, but it's just, okay. it's just killing a bunch of people. Like just come do this. And then you make a ton of money. You go back to your family. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a risk involved, but everybody's willing to risk when it comes to selfishness. Selfishness, but the only person who got a scheme, Phil, is Satan, and he'll use it, and we'll succumb to it, because just like this virus has a scheme, it's a simple scheme. It needs bodies not only to host it to allow it to spread to other places, but also so that it can infect that body. <laughs> But the biggest, the big goal of it is always just to spread. Like when we look at y'all should look at nature videos and y'all will understand how evil moves through the world indiscriminate and aggressively. Same way people getting taken out of here. Nice people by a virus that is not evil in the sense that they don't like that person. But just has a scheme that. It will use whatever and whoever to achieve. For sure, existing uh, conditions, all of it, like all of it, 
And we we dumb because we keep engaging with people and not seeing how these people are asymptomatic. They're carriers of something. They don't even know what it is. They're carriers of the agenda of the enemy. His agenda was to tear a family up. Mission accomplished. His agenda is to cause confusion, discord, jealousy, wrath, anger. Mission accomplished. His agenda is to come against anything that is close to looking like God. And and destroy his kingdom from the from the top of the fruit to the bottom of the fruit, from love all the way down to long suffering. Any of that, wherever that exists, there's the kingdom of God. And I came to tear it down. I came to tear down love. This stuff not imaginary. People be like he nah. he he tearing down the kingdom of God. Do you know what that means? That means when you go in your house, people ain't talking to each other. Yeah. That means when you go in your house, your children aren't engaging with you. They're lying. They're being deceptive. They're being sneaky. There's no communication. There's no prayer. There's no reading a word. There's there's utter disobedience to the scripture. That's the kingdom that was developed through the schemes of the enemy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we just caught up in it because we trying to engage because we heard a few words, but we don't know how to stay in the Lord and in the power of his might and putting on the full armor, not just a part of it, but the full armor of God so that we can come against not the people that we trying to engage with, but come against the schemes that are being used against these people unbeknownst to them. We can't take it personal. The people in your life, Philip, don't have a master plan for your demise. Nah. The people in my life are not somewhere conspiring and talking about me. Even when the enemy tries to put that in my mind, like you, you know, people talk, they're talking about me is just passing the time. It is. Yeah. It's not, it's not intentional in the sense that there's a systematic agency of humans that are trying to destroy me or destroy my faith. People don't, people, they, they barely can care about themselves. There's just people who are allowing themselves to be unwittingly a part of a bigger scheme, which is for me not to engage with God because that makes me a deadly weapon against the schemes of Satan. Satan would love for you to get so frustrated with your daughter that you don't talk to her. Yep. I, all, I know you, that. all you do is spanker, guys. I'm gonna tell y'all, y'all doing a lot of rod and not a lot, not a not a lot of teaching. Trust me, I used to be one of those people like y'all got beat your kids. Nowadays, I'm like, y'all taking the lazy way out. Yeah, because they they gonna get older, and you know they they gonna need to be able to receive instruction it's going to be a foreign thing once they get older like everybody's talking to me now and it's, it's going to seem like the easiest thing in the world when you know they should have been getting instruction they should have been getting talked to they should have been presented with temptation and presented with the choice to do the right do, to do the godly thing like i'm faced with that every single day and at first it was such a new thing like because i was so focused on not getting beaten as a uh, child, so now I, nobody beat me. Shoot, it, it's time to time to stay up. It's time to do. It's, you know what I'm saying? Just wild out, and and it be really that simple for for adults that that make went through life and they just didn't 
know how to handle one disappointment. Number two, freedom. Number three, just like relationships and how to deal with the disappointment. Like she, she didn't know how to act. Once I called her, called her out, she immediately started pouting. I'm like, oh no, it's movie night. Like we still gonna have movie night. Movie night for me to spend time with them. Them spend time with me. That's, that's quality time. Why would yeah. I take that away? Why, why would I take that away? Why would I punish you from the thing? I want you to be as close to me as possible. That would be like God. Like He like, you know what? I'm going to, I, I want to, I want to punish you by removing you from the person who can actually teach you to do better. That'd be crazy. I know that's what David asked. He was begging, like, don't take your spirit from me. That didn't mean that God was actually intending on doing so. Yeah. Because he has a mission. He got a purpose. And that purpose flowed through David. He's like, nah, I ain't, I ain't taking my spirit, but I am going to correct you. And the sword will never leave your home. He had to deal with the consequences of his actions. But he's never going to lose the spirit because God is not interested in leaving us without a teacher. And we miss our ability to engage with people because we're so angry and frustrated and resentful. All the things that God don't let get in the way of his love. Because he not. Exactly. Exactly. And look, he said in verse uh, 12, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. My struggle's not with flesh and blood. My engagement is with flesh and blood. I got to understand the difference. I'm here to, this is where we have a hard time with police officers. Their, their motto on their badge say protect and serve. Who are they supposed to protect and serve, Philip? The citizens. Uh, the citizens. But you know what they end up protecting and serving? The, their own agenda. Okay. Against the who? The citizens they're supposed to protect and serve. They forgot how to actually do their job. Because they're scared. Yeah. They're scared of the people. They're like, man, I'm just trying to make it home. Just trying to make it home. <laughs> and these these people are trying to prevent me from making it home. How can I protect and serve them? If we actually protected and served them, they might actually end up being different type of citizens. That you wouldn't have your fear of your life around. You know what I mean? Like as church people, as Christians, we have this armor on. We have this sword of spirit, this shield, this breastplate of righteousness, this belt of truth. We have all this stuff and we're using it against the people we supposed to be protecting and serving with them. Philip has an agenda. Philip has a mission. His job is to use his armor to protect and serve the people of God. To protect and serve the fatherless and the widows, to protect and serve his daughters, his spouse. That's that's our job. Why are we fighting the people we supposed to protect and serve? That makes us that makes us lose all engagement. Now we in the communities just like police officers and we're not respected. Now we in the communities just like police officers and we're feared instead of respected. Now you you looking at your daughter and you like, hey, when you do something, I want you to come to me and talk to me. Now she like, hey, I, I can't trust them. I can't trust them to tell the truth. I know who killed Johnny, but I'm not going to say it. Yeah. I don't trust them. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that that's that's where the Christians have become in our own homes. In our own yeah. homes. You gotta you gotta build that. You gotta build that. It's, and, and you know, we talk about managing stuff on the Instagram live and stuff. And you know, that's the biggest thing is is building that trust. Not only with kids, but with your, with your everybody in your house. You should have that rapport with when you, you can go to them and they they understand that you're not looking at what they've done, but you're looking at the state of their soul. And I think that's the toughest thing. And just as a man, like to see past that stuff, to see past, oh yeah, she she was disobedient, she did lie to me. But my sole focus is to restore our relationship from the infraction that just happened, which is she told me a lie or she. She knew she wasn't supposed to spend that money on the iPad, but now uh, you know I'm past that now. I'm I'm seeing into the future. I need I need to figure out how to get her back to 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 operating in in the right mindset yeah. to, to making the right decisions. Not really to 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 chastise and make myself feel good. A lot of times we doing things just to make ourselves feel good or justified about what happened. And, and, that's not cool. It's not a. It's not a cool way to engage in kids or adults. Like I, I need to be seeing past that. I need to be seeing, seeking reconciliation rather than like uh, revenge <laughs> or retribution. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's. I think that's the moral that we want to come away with. Is like there's a way that our engagement is supposed to look. That we come out being strong and standing firm. You'll find those words. Right inside Ephesians chapter six, we have to be coming out of our engagement strong and firm and knowing our real enemy and knowing who we supposed to be protecting and serving in light of our real enemy. That's how you're in the world, but not of it. That's how you're unstained It's because I'm going to take out the armor and just say the words so that people can understand. Like he's telling me that I'm supposed to have truth. I'm supposed to have righteousness. We understand truth and righteousness are work together righteousness is not truth truth is god righteousness is god's truth for me what is he telling me is the truth and am i abiding by that truth so he's i'm supposed to have truth i'm supposed to have righteousness i'm supposed to be fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace so i'm supposed to have peace Peace is peace is what makes me ready for anything, Phil, because if I'm always coming into something looking for peace, there can never be war. For sure, because I'm ready with peace. When you're ready with peace, there is no war. Then I'm supposed to have faith. He said it's all of these things that help me to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil, evil one. I'm supposed to have salvation. I'm supposed to have the spirit which is the word of God. I'm supposed to have all these things. And then in verse 18, say, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. There's prayer there, but he said, that's the last thing. After I'm equipped with all of these things that allow me to move with people, if I don't have them, if I don't have peace, I'll end up arguing. Now, yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? If I don't have the truth, then I'll end up pushing my own agenda and my own motivations. You know what I mean? I'll always be out of the way, even though I'm trying to be in the way, because I didn't practice spiritual distancing. 
I thought this was a great it's conversation. Necessary. It's necessary. Yeah, it's, it's definitely necessary. And, and the proper perspective is, is everything. People need to get the proper perspective of being being effective and, and maintaining a good heart. Yeah. It's the only way. We can't be those people that have this sob story like, I tried. Christians love to tell us how much they tried, Phil. I tried to talk to her. I tried to talk to him. I tried to keep it light. I tried to, to just sit and, and, and spread, show the love of God. And it always ends up nasty. It always ends up with cussing and fighting. It, it, it ends up in all of these ways because we're not always in the Lord. We got to be in the Lord and in his power, in his might, putting on his full armor. So every scheme that's working, because here's the thing, Phil, we don't know the schemes. Just like yeah. a boxer going in the ring, he don't know how this guy is going to attack him. He can go off of old videos, but he might flip up and start to try a new approach and try a new attack. We just have to be ready for anything. That readiness comes from having the armor of God on us. It was a good conversation earlier, and it was an even better conversation now, bro. Sure. I'm Forrest Hall. That's Philip Hall. It's Real Church Matters. Uh, COVID-19 edition. <laughs> yeah. I already know what I'm going to call this. I'm going to call it spiritual distancing. Like that, that was a perfect term for it. Um, yeah, I leave you with just what Philip said. Like, you don't need boundaries when you got armor. God bless. God bless.